Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here he is, Doug Oster, dougoster.com. We've got some amazing segments coming up for you, as we always do with Doug. But to begin, if you are the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you will win a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles. And, you know, Christmas Open House is coming to Janoski's. These local nurseries, Doug, your fine a legion of sponsors do incredible things during the holidays. Even though things might not be growing in the fields, they've got incredible opportunities to save, great gift for gardeners, and always something enjoyable at these great locations. Good morning. Don't forget all your uh, holiday plants. And there's one I'm going to kick the, the whole show off with. And, gosh, I wish it was available in a, a different way. It's called Helleborus. Niger. That's a Latin name, and I'm sorry to talk Latin, but you've got to exactly know what this plant is. The common name is either winter rose or Christmas rose, and it becomes available now in the nurseries as one of the, like a poinsettia, a plant that you would take and put on your windowsill and three weeks later throw it in the compost bin. But it is a phenomenal perennial, and so what I do, (laughs) Mr. Cheapskate, I fly into those nurseries after the holidays, and if there's anything left, that plant is left. I buy it and try and figure out some kind of way to overwinter it, get it in the ground in the spring, and then from then on, every year, at this time, it starts blooming. Yes, it's 23 degrees this morning. Those flowers are still going to be there, and they'll be there all winter long. It's an evergreen plant, but that's basically the one of the only ways I've ever seen it in the nursery, I've got to figure out a way to get this plant to you, and I'm 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 working on it because, you know, me and my obsessions. And when I find something that's so cool like that, I have a long story about that plant, and I've told it. I probably tell it every year at this time of the year, but where I didn't know anything about gardening, you know, 25, 30 years ago, and went with a friend from the newspaper I was working at, the Youngstown Vindicator, to a her friend's house that was like sharing plants. And she's like, yeah, he's got Daphne he wants us to dig up. And I'm like, ah, whatever, that's cool. I don't know what it is, but I'll take it. You know, three years later, it takes three years later for it to bloom. And again, you know, blooming in November when everything else is ending and to see those flowers, it's, it's, there's just nothing like it. There, there's a, and then even when, when there is a thaw, when we get, you know, this has a, a, been a tough gold spell, even though, We've had such a long season. My my plants finally, finally, it's over. Finally, for annuals and tenders, it's over. But this plant is just starting. It's called Helleborus niger, and somehow, some way, either this spring or next fall, I'm going to bring them into some nursery. I'm going to figure out how to get a little one or something, just so people can get it. Because 
Who wouldn't want something that was blooming, starting to bloom right now and didn't care about cold weather like this? So, uh, and as I said, you know, finally the, the season for annuals is over. I could not believe it. This week, I mean, it, it was getting down to the 30s. I still had sal- annual salvias left. I got all these cool salvias that I just have out unprotected. The deer don't like them. Uh, you know, they wouldn't touch them. And I got them at Phipps uh, in May. Uh, after May market, a friend of mine had some left over. She knows I love salvia. She's the queen of salvias. I'm going to do a story on her, and we're going to talk all about salvias for next year. Now, later today, we have a great guest, my friend Keith Kaiser. He's executive director at the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden, which is out halfway between downtown and the airport, kind of settler's cabin, Ikea, I think out there. This garden has, in the last several years, has just exploded with all sorts of cool stuff. And next, starting next Sunday, they're opening this new installation called Dazzling Nights, and it looks amazing. So I'm looking forward to talking to him at 7.15. But we're not done planting, are we? <laughs> I know I'm not. I've got a whole office filled with bulbs, hundreds and hundreds of bulbs, and we're getting a thaw already this this week, starting tomorrow, and now we can put in our, our bulbs, uh, you know, me and my daffodils, you know, uh, I had I was out last night, I went to a show at uh, uh, the Carnegie Library, and somebody was asking me, what's your favorite flower? And I really had to sit there and think, hmm, might be daffodil. <laughs> then I, I started, you know, all my other obsessions with different genus and species and such, but might be daffodils. And so, like I said, I got hundreds to put in the ground. If you're if you if you're still up for planting, go to the nurseries, find bulbs cheap. Even at my local hardware store, I saw bulbs cheap. And you know, I always talk about garlic, 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 and uh, planting garlic. I've come up with a seventh way to use garlic. You know, we plant garlic. I usually say six harvests. Now I have a seven. I planted some garlic bulbs. They're actually they're from Janaskis in a little pot on the windowsill. And so I'm going to harvest the greens all winter. This is also a great time uh, to add compost to the garden. Again, I'm not doing anything in the garden until we warm up into the 40s next week. And I don't want to be out there when the wind is blowing and the you know, wind chills below 30. Uh, but throwing mulch down now, throwing compost down now for next year on your beds is, is a great thing to do. Uh, to get you ready, to get you, it, it gets so busy in the spring. This is time for planning, for, you know, thinking about what beds are going to have what in them next year. And, you know, having two or three inches of compost on top is a great idea, a great thing for, for next year's garden. And I'm actually going to get some uh, well-aged animal manures here over the winter. There's a couple places I've found that, that, that have that sort of thing. And, you know, this is also houseplant time. This is when all our attention turns to houseplant, houseplants. One thing you can do to really help them out is just kind of take a wet paper towel and rub over those leaves. Don't let those leaves get dusty. They'll, they'll do their job uh, so much better when they're clean. You know, if you were up for it also, you know, let them dry, completely dry out. Throw them into the, uh, the bathtub throw the shower on them, rinse them all out, get them all clean, and then let them dry out again. You know, trick for houseplants is to keep them on the dry side for sure. Oh, boy, my Christmas cactus has turned into a Thanksgiving cactus, and it's blooming like crazy. I've been posting that. 
Got my uh, Christmas story leg lamp in in the the window. <laughs> Posted that. People like that. And uh, again, for my trips, uh, you know, Portugal is sold out with a waiting list. The first Tuscany trip, which is next October, sold out with a waiting list. But we've added a second trip, and it's selling really good, too. People want to travel again. So if you're interested in going to Italy and my off-the-beaten-path Italy trip, you know, it's Pisa, Florence, and all these other hill towns, I've added this second trip because I want people to be able to come. It's the least expensive trip I've ever done uh, going to Europe, and it's going to be so much fun. All that information and everything I'm doing is at DougOster.com. I've got lots of stories posted there. And a little later on, Miss, Mrs. Know-It-All is going to be here, and she's going to be talking about right now getting ready if you're interested in having a live Christmas tree, one that you plant after the holiday. And I'm interested to talk to her about that because I think it's tough on the tree, but it can be done. It can be done. Coming up, we'll take your calls too. 866-391-1020. Next hour, Thanksgiving, side dishes and more on the Coons Cooking Hour. And then it's Bears, Your Money, and You. And then, of course, the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show, KDKA Radio. You know, as we kind of roll on on this Sunday, if you'd like to call in with some indoor plant questions, maybe you're getting ready to hunker down for the winter, we'd love to hear from you, 866-391-1020. And looking back at the year that was, maybe you want to share a story or two, some tales from the garden, we'd love to hear from you. All of our lines are open. If you call now, you have a chance to get in and talk to Doug. He'd love to hear from you, 866-391-1020. Tell him a little bit about DougOster.com. Well, I just have a lot of fun there, you know, telling stories and posting stuff about gardening and about my trips and such. It's just just a place to go. And, like, if you have questions, if you don't get through here, uh, some people don't like to be on the air, which is cool, you can just send me a question there. I answer all my questions. If you don't hear from me after you send me an email or something through one of the social medias, it's I've missed it or it didn't come through, I always answer my questions, and I, I love doing it. Uh, it's, 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 it's just it's my job. <laughs> I don't mind at all. And uh, one thing, you know, I'm thinking about right now is protecting plants from deer. Not only do we have the rut going on, which means the bucks will rub all the small trees, but all my other plants that, uh, you know, the last two days, there's been four or five deer just coming up in the middle of the day to the bottom of the the bird feeder. In fact, last night at this uh, show, somebody was showing me a picture of uh you know, they thought the squirrel was emptying their bird feeder, but it was the deer. And uh, and in mine, they 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 get up there, and not there. Mine's pretty tall. They knock knock the lid off and 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 shake it to try and get the. Uh, they're they're already desperate. The deer are already desperate. And so first off, I mean, the first thing I'm going to do as soon as things warm up today is get out there and spray. I there's lots of different things to to stop the deer. From getting to your your plants, uh, physical barrier is is first. But if you know, I'm not going to be out there putting up physical barriers, which probably should have already been up already. But I'm going to spray, and I use I use Bobex, uh, but but they all work. Bobex really smells. There is one that I I've used for the last couple of years in consort with it called Deer Mace, uh, or Deer and Rabbit Mace that I got at Sorgles. And it ta- it smells more like tastes. <laughs> it smells more, uh, more like uh, like a mint, uh, and it works too, you know. And, and they all, I want the ones that kind of stick on there. So if you get a couple of rains, they stay on there. But uh, 
for my mountain laurel, which, uh, you know, I tell the story over and over again. It's poisonous to the deer, yet the young ones are like, oh, look at these buds. Oh, this looks tasty. Mmm. Oh, I don't feel so good. I'm not going to eat that again. But they've already taken the buds. <laughs> they've already, that means that no flowers. Uh, that's That's the other thing. You know, we're protecting from the deer, but we also have to protect our plants from the gardeners. <laughs> Getting lots of questions about hydrangeas. When should I trim my hydrangeas? Uh, don't. Don't trim them because that's the one of the number one ways that they do not uh, flower uh, is, is by cutting off the, the buds. A lot of these spring bloomers, they have their buds on them already, uh, like a hydrangea. You know, not all hydrangeas. There's lots of different types of hydrangeas. Some hydrangeas you can cut to the ground, but you got to know which one's which. Uh, if it's the mop head, which is the most popular hydrangea out there, but has the pink or blue blooms, which everybody wants, those buds are on there now. As we're protecting our plants from deer, we're protecting those hydrangeas nowadays from weather like this. Now, it's too early to worry about it because the buds haven't swollen yet, but what'll happen? Let's say we we don't prune. We're, we did the right thing. We left them there. You got these brown sticks all filled with buds that will bloom next year. When we get to February, a lot of times we'll get a, a real warm spell, and those buds will swell, and they'll get ready. They're like, oh, man, this is awesome. And then I'll get super, super cold, like this, with wind chills too, and the wind is what does it. And that freezes out the buds. And so that means no blooms uh, on many types of hydrangeas. Again, we got to go Latin again. It's hydrangea macrophylla. Uh, and so in that case, those should be surrounded with some kind of barrier. Leave the top open. I put a couple tomato steaks around it, put some burlap around it. doesn't look great. <laughs> uh, I did one at uh, Christine Sorensen's house. We did it together back in the PTL days when the two of us worked together, and we used landscape fabric, which looked nicer because it's just a, a black thing around it. And just keep some a little bit warmer, warm enough so you get your blooms. Uh, but if you're if you haven't planted hydrangeas, if you love hydrangeas, go for some other varieties that are a little bit more reliable bloomers. Uh, you know, Annabelle is like the, a, a very famous uh, named, but there's many different types of that type of hydrangea. We're not going to get into all. We go we go down a Latin uh, <laughs> rabbit hole when we do that, but. Learn a little bit about those hydrangeas, which ones bloom a little bit more reliably for us. Uh, I have this one, and I talk about it all the time, and it's called White Dome. And it just didn't get any PR when it came out. But, man, this thing, I don't care what you do to it. This is a type where you could cut it to the ground, and it would all come back and bloom again in the summer. It is a great pollinator plant. You know, it's basically bred from those wild hydrangeas, uh, the natives, and they breed it into something bigger. But it's not pink and it's not blue. They're beautiful white flowers. Uh, and as I said, the pollinators just go crazy. I put four of them on, on one side of the veg outside the vegetable garden. And they've just become this huge shrub. The deer will nibble on them, but not too bad. And, and since it doesn't bloom on old wood, it just, it keeps putting buds out and it keeps blooming. Uh, they're, they're just cool plants. Uh, and, uh, easy to grow and, and nothing to do. Now, the one th job I'm going to have to do when you start 
warming up tomorrow. I've got Hardy Banana out there, and uh, Hardy Banana just is, a, is a, another cool one. Uh, where this thing, it's a looks like a banana. It's never going to put bananas on. It's not warm enough, long enough. But at this big hardy banana tree out there, 20 feet tall, and I'll cut it to the ground and just cover that area with uh, straw until next year. And it, it, it will just sit there and wait, wait. And then next year, when you think you're like, oh, man, it didn't come back, then all of a sudden you see a little thing pop up. And then it makes babies and Today or this year, I cut off some of the babies. Gave one to my our former partner here, Jessica. You know, I'm sure a lot of you remember Jessica, and we used to work together. But we're still friends and trade plants and talk plants, uh, and so it's always fun to dig up some plants and pass them along to other people. All right, uh, coming up still ahead, Mrs. Know It All will be here. And don't forget, we've got Andrew Lindbergh, bottom of the hour with the latest news at 7.30. And after news at 8, it's all about Thanksgiving and those side dishes and more, some holiday traditions with Joe and Frank Dentisi on the Coons Cooking Hour. It's the Rob Pratt Sunday Show all day until 1 o'clock here at KDKA, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. Good morning. All right, Janowski's getting ready for that open house, Christmas open house, December 3rd and 4th. Always a good time. And you could have a $25 gift certificate for your holiday gift giving and a lot of great gifts at uh, Janowski's. If you're the 10th caller right now, 412-922-1020, 412-922-1020. Okay, we have a lot to get to, and I know that Thanksgiving is a big deal for you, and you got the grandkids now, and it's exciting, and... <laughs> your beautiful children and your lovely, incredible wife, and you're a pretty good guy, too. So what are you thankful for? I want to hear more about how, what a good, good guy I am. You I'm th- are a good guy. I'm thankful for you telling me I'm a good guy. You are a good guy. <laughs> Boy, I'm thankful for a lot of things, I'll tell you that. Certainly family, uh, health, and I- I'm very thankful for my garden as a place. These are turbulent times. I don't care. They are. They're sad. A lot of where, sad things where happen. Where you are on the spectrum. These are turbulent times, and a garden is a is a place that puts it all in perspective. I think, sun comes up and the sun goes down. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Uh, you know, uh, the season's over, and then it begins again. And so I love spending time in my garden. I don't, you know, get as much done as I used to, but I I, I keep at it. I don't know why I keep procrastinating. I, Fig tree is still up, and it's not covered yet, and I've got the 23 this morning. I think I might have messed that one up. But that might, you know, sometimes those things happen for a reason. Like, I was getting really sick of that fig tree. <laughs> I tell you, I know people that do that, and they bury them the whole That's thing. That's what I do. You know, I, I, They're a fabulous tree, but they're difficult. They're a real pain, you know. But I am thankful for the, the figs I picked it off, off this year. I, I grow The only reason I have that fig tree is for my wife, uh, because when we were— on our 25th anniversary, that was my first trip I ever took anywhere. And I always tell the story. I was so nervous to get on that plane, I couldn't even finish my beer. <laughs> That's nervous, brother. Listen, if, <laughs> if I had a beautiful wife that could cook like yours, I'd be thankful too. But uh, but she... those when we went to Italy, we met her cousin. Not met him. Reunited with him after 26 years. What was that like? That was phenomenal. 26 years later. He embraced us as if it was the next day. That's what they do. Man. Yeah, it, it was killer. And But he had all these fig trees. And that's when I was determined, all right, I'm going to plant a fig tree. And I've picked figs, but you just have to have even, even it's not even just the climate, mm-hmm. it's the microclimate. What's that so I have mean? A fr- what, what I have is- a friend that lives two miles from me on the north side. 
and it's more in the city. That means there's more concrete. There's more uh, a heat sink. She picked hundreds of figs, and we talk all the time about this, about what when to wrap your tree and how to put it to the, on the ground and this and that, and we're doing the same thing, but just the difference in two miles and full sun as opposed to my just a little bit of shade. Uh, you know, the tree grows. It gets big. I mean, it's seriously got to be 15, 20 feet tall, which is a pain, and then it's shading out all the rest of my vegetable garden. You know, I usually, the way I've been taught to do it, and everybody does it different, but the way I've been taught to do it is to lay, you know, dig at those roots, lay it down horizontal, and then cover it with bales of straw. And that has worked for me. That has worked for me. That's a lot of work. And that I'm getting some figs. I actually picked some figs two days ago that were still on there that hadn't frozen yet. Uh, Picked tomatoes last week, the last tomatoes. That's how long the season was, but I cover it with you know with all those bales of straw. Which at this point, you know, six, seven, eight bales of straw at eleven bucks a piece. <laughs> it's crazy to get like ten figs. Listen, here's what you do: you go to Coons Market and get fig Newtons. Okay. No one will know the difference. It's so funny about figs because when you ha- when you've had that fresh fig, I get it. You're driven. You know, I, I you know when I took people to Croatia, I it was in this little on this little island, uh, and walking around, and I found this woman selling these yellow, soft, huge, warm figs, and I bought a bunch. Actually, I, I bought just just enough for myself, and I could give a few away as I'm walking around town. I walk around town, I see a few people I know. I'm giving them some figs. I I said, you know, I start walking around, looking at the town and everything, and really digging it. And I said, boy, I wish I could find that woman again. I'd, I'd really love to give like the whole bus some figs. And I come down the street, and I'm like, oh, I'm right here. <laughs> That's her. So I buy a big bag of these figs. Delicious. I could barely get anybody to try them. Why? Because they hadn't seen it before. They didn't know what it was. They hadn't had a fig before. I got about half, maybe a quarter of the people, those that tried it were like, because their only experience with a fig is a fig Newton. And a real fig is just such a completely thing, completely different thing. And that's why we try so hard to grow them. But for the past three years, I've been ready to give up. Uh, So I might have given up by being lazy. But tomorrow I'll probably bury that tree, you know, again when it gets a little bit warmer. How deep do you bury that tree? I'm just flattening it. Like I'm putting a big kind of board over it and I'm putting a big giant brick, not brick, but you got to be careful doing that, right? Yeah, no, and then it kind of pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't hurt Break a big em. tree. No, okay. it it bends like crazy. Then you put that straw on, it's still it's still the the straw bale is really light. It's it's like you know, but then once it rains a couple of times, the straw bale gets heavier and heavier, and it pushes that thing to the ground, and it sits there all winter long. And then when we get to early May, we I flip off those bales. I plant in the bales. I do straw bale gardening. We'll talk about that in the spring. Mm-hmm. I had great peppers in my uh, straw bale garden, and then just take it from there. You are amazing. 
All right, uh, we're going to take some calls. So if you have a question, indoor gardening, figs maybe on your mind, (laughs) we will talk to you, uh, 866-391-1020. And, of course, uh, the the season that was and looking ahead to that next garden season. Anything on your mind, call us right now, 866-391-1020. Hey, Marion, you're on the air with Doug Oster, the Organic Gardener on KDKA Radio. Good morning. Morning. Um, Hey, Doug, I have heard or read that there are figs called Chicago Hardy or Hardy Chicago or whatever, that you can actually just let them die back. You don't have to bury them, and then they come back. Yeah, and, and the one I'm growing, I'm trying to think. I think I'm growing Chicago Hardy. You can let it die back, uh-huh. but it, it doesn't put on figs as quickly as if you can somehow protect that top, even with Chicago Hardy. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it would might come up. At a more natural time, because right, you the, know, since it's not covered up and everything, you get started soon. This yeah. this this one will probably do that this year, since I've. Uh, <laughs> That's yes. what I was wondering. Yeah, <laughs> it will probably die to the ground. Uh-huh. We'll we'll see. I'll look at it. I'll probably get away with this. Have uh, you ever just pruned it to keep it shorter? Yeah, you know, again, but where does it put the figs on? It puts the figs on all up at that. You know, kind of new growth and stuff, uh, or, or what uh, last year's growth usually, oh, okay. and so yeah, I'm really not sure how much to to prune. Uh-huh. You know, I take it off, I I I I tie it all together to make it kind of one big thing, mm-hmm. and then that pushing it to the ground is no fun. Uh, oh yeah, when they're that big, and yeah. the the roots are just like everywhere, and uh-huh. it's kind of like what I did with a tropical hibiscus. Uh, for years and years and years, I brought it in and brought it out. Mm-hmm. And it got so big that it was a such a pain to bring in. I kind of forgot it out there, and it froze, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was kind of relieved. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shouldn't say that out loud on the radio. Yeah, I know, but it's it's the truth. It's the truth. Well, yeah, I, that is so tall. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Have, yeah. Did you read the uh, fig book that I sent you? Yeah, although I've forgotten most of it, you know, since I read yeah. it. And since my fig wasn't there when I went to unbury it this year, I don't know who ate it or what happened. Mm. <laughs> so that's why I was wondering if the Chicago Hardies, I thought that might be a nice one to get. Sounds like it'd be easier if it could come up on its own. But It is a good um, one, but again, you know, you're going to get figs faster. And I mean, you want them faster because like just... We had the longest season. I was barely picking. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We got Mrs. Know It All waiting in the wings. It is the Organic Gardener, Doug Oster, DougOster.com, KDKA Radio. Our tradition continues right now with the one and only Mrs. Know It All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. Hey, Denise, how are you this morning? Uh, I Uh-oh. don't want to go out today. <laughs> Say it again. I don't want to go outside today. I don't either. I'm not going outside today. I'm going to get in my truck, go home, and hide inside. Maybe have a fire. Yeah, well, I'm decorating Christmas trees today, so that's what I'll be doing. So let's talk Christmas trees. And before we get to this, getting a live Christmas tree, back in the day before we had LED lights, your house was heated by Christmas trees. (laughs) Well, it wasn't quite heated, but we shut off the heat in our family room. And in our living room because <laughs> it, we really didn't need to have heat in there. Well, I put about four thousand lights on my one tree Jeez. alone. You are into yeah. it. It is quite a display. I've been there several times. So, school us on if we wanted to do a live Christmas tree. For, is this a good idea? Yeah, if you want to do a live Christmas tree, it's a wonderful idea. You know, because we need more trees. 
but you know, there's some things to think about. So a friend of mine wanted uh, a live Christmas tree and he bought a 10 foot live Christmas tree and then he had to get it into the house <laughs> and a 10 foot Christmas tree <laughs> weighs a lot. And then you have to have the hole and, but first you got to get it into the house, keep it watered and alive and then get back out and then plant it. And hopefully he didn't, um, hopefully he didn't have eight foot ceilings. Uh, no, he did have bigger ceilings, but even still. So if you're going to buy a live Christmas tree, the best thing to do is dig a hole. Now, you know, it's, the ground's not frozen yet. Right. But you really need to get out there and dig a hole. Dig it bigger and wider than you think you'll need. And then um, put the soil in like a bucket and put it in an unheated garage or, you know, on a porch somewhere where it's going to stay dry. That's the important part. Working with what soil is no fun. And then all you have to do really is, you know, go to the tree farm, you know, pick out your tree. They will dig it for you. They will wrap it in burlap. You take it home and you can put it in the house now. But it's really important to keep the house really cool. And so people, a lot of people don't want to do that, but you have to if you want to keep this tree alive. And then keep it watered, you know, in whatever room. How long, you know. can, how long can I have it in the house when it's a live tree? You know, I've seen Christmas trees for sale already. Now, I would wait until next weekend, maybe, uh, depending on the temperatures. We're going to have some warm temperatures this week. So I would wait till after Thanksgiving when it starts to cool down again, and then you can keep it in the house, you know, as long as you keep it watered. There's a product called Wilt Proof, mm-hmm. and it's anti-transpirant. And you spray it on the tree, and it keeps it from losing moisture in the needles. It's best if you can buy the tree fresh. You don't want to, you know, go out and find one that's been sitting there because they do have uh, live trees already bald and burlap and ready to go home with people. You know, but think about how you're going to get it into the house, what you are able to maneuver, you know, is your back in good shape to lift, you know, um, up to a couple of hundred pounds of a live Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. And that hole that you've dug, what you want to do is you want to take a piece of plywood and cover it. So, somebody walking through your yard. That even includes Bambi because you don't want to go out and find an animal with a broken leg. And this way it protects everybody. And then you're good to go. You know, Christmas is over. Take the decorations off, haul it back outside, put it in the ground, remove the burlap and water it. You know, just because it's cold doesn't mean you don't have to water it. And water it about every five days until we have a cold freeze, not a hard freeze, not a frost, which we've been having, mm-hmm. but a really hard freeze. And you should be good to go. We've got about 30 seconds left. What do you give it percentage-wise of making it? Like 90%, 50%? What are you, what are you talking? I, if, if you do everything right, I would say about 75 to 90 all right, Mrs. Know-It-All, happy Thanksgiving to you, and thank you, as always, for all this information. 
If you've got a gardening question or if you want to talk gardening, go to DougOster.com. You can just click on the contact button there, and I will answer your garden question. We'll talk a little bit and also learn more about my upcoming trip to Tuscany. It is selling quick. Got some uh, videos out there about bulb planting because you can still plant bulbs as soon as we get this thaw. And remember, unless you live in Buffalo, yeah, unless you live in Buffalo, you're going to have to have a really long <laughs> ball bogger. We were talking about that. If the Browns would have played there, all you would see was the top of these orange helmets <laughs> running through there. He's on the some yard line. I don't know which one. <laughs> They're in Detroit today. <laughs> remember, and it shouldn't be too snowy inside, right? No, no. Yeah. Can they open that dome? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. The great Doug Oster, stay with us. It's the Coons Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank. It's all about Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.